All right, y'all sing with us. Shout your praise, our 
hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Lord, we praise you, for we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Your glory is declared throughout the heavens. Your handiwork is on display from the smallest piece of matter in the universe to the sunsets that you paint at night. Lord, everything is crying out your name. All of creation groans for the revealing of your sons and daughters. recognize your handiwork in ourselves like we recognize it in nature and in creation Lord recognizing that we are made in your image and that doesn't mean we all look the same but we are all made in your image thank you Lord for your faithfulness to us in every season. Keep our eyes fixed on you. Keep our hearts turned towards you. Fountain of every blessing 
Psalm 51.10 says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, and you who are God, my Savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. So here we are this morning, Lord. All we have to offer is a broken heart. And I thank you. I thank you for creating a new one in us. Thank you for creating in us a clean heart for renewing a right spirit within us. So, Lord, we choose to trade out our broken heart and receive the new one that you are freely giving to us. This is our offering this morning, Lord. It's, it's all we have to give. And according to the psalmist, it's all you want. So, Lord, we thank you for the promise that you have. You have a new heart for us. We just got to trade in our broken one. Thank you, Lord. We worship you this morning. Just, um, I just want to stay there just for a second. And can we just sing that one more time? Just run to the Father. sound strange or even the thought process behind what we're singing. It's like, why would I continue to run to the Father? You know, why? It seems like, you know, salvation comes and 
life change comes and why would I need to continue to run to the Father? And this morning I just want you to know that even as the sanctuary is is decorated for the marriage. When you're married to your spouse, every day you get up and you choose them. Every morning. Every morning. It's another decision to honor your wife or honor your husband, to love your wife, to love your husband. It's a choice every single day. And that's another choice that we get to make with the Father. Every day we get to get up and we get to say, you know what, Lord, thank you. That I'm not connected to this world. I'm not tied to this world, Father. I am tied. I am married to you. I adore you. You know, I'm convinced that the way the world tears us apart, the way the world, you know, picks at us and the way the enemy wants to lie to us because all of his language is lies. That's all he has. Every His, his native language, all he has is lies. And this morning, I want you to hear from, from me, from, from Jesus as well. I, this, this week, I was just a, amazed as Jesus began to show me the way that he looks at each and every one of us and the way that he sees us. You see, according to the world, we're supposed to be a certain way or act a certain way or look a certain way, but according to the Father and according to Jesus, we're exactly exactly who we're supposed to be. You see, you're an image bearer and a glory carrier. That's who you are. You don't need to be anybody different. You see, the Lord made us all and he made us in his image. Just as Brianna said earlier that just because we're image barriers doesn't mean we look the same. Just because we're image barriers doesn't mean that we are exactly the same. You see, he made you perfect in his image for his purpose. And some of us are tall and some of us are short. Some of us are old, some of us are young. Some of us are eloquent speakers. Some of us are great readers. Some of us are great writers. Some of us can play music. Some of us are hard workers and some of us are great and mighty servants. Some of us have different gifts than others. But this morning, the Lord wants you to hear something. Don't spend your whole life trying to be something that you're not. You don't have to clean yourself up. You don't have to change who you are. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait until you get to a certain point. The Father wants you to run to Him today. He loves you just the way you are. So, Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for 
the way you made us. That you made us like a puzzle piece. You're a puzzle piece in this great big world. And God has a place and a space, a call upon your life. So Father, we thank you that we are image bearers and glory carriers. We don't have to strive or compare or be envious of others. But Lord, we can look to you and we can believe that you made us perfect in your image for a purpose at this time. And Father, we thank you for that. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's in his name we pray and all God's people said, amen. amen. Hey, let's give the worship team a round of applause. Come on. I want to do something fun. You want to do something fun? Anybody? Anybody want to do something fun? Come on. I'll wipe my brow here for a second. Trent, I don't know what you're laughing at, but I know it's you. Kev, can you get those sideways switches for me? Let's get the house lights on. Hey, let's have a little bit of fun here for a minute. I just want to, um, man, and we don't do this very often, so I want you to know this is this is not something we do all the time, but Man, I really want to, um, so what the Lord told me was, was, um, celebrate growth, celebrate growth, celebrate growth in people. And so I don't want to embarrass anybody, but at the same time, I just want to, um, just rejoice with some people in the body of Christ. And I think that sometimes as a, as the body, you know, we don't really know everything that's going on, even though God's doing some amazing things all throughout our body, like he's doing just amazing things. And so I'll start with this praise praise report. The first one is um, that our beloved Dolores, um, she came to me this week and she said, Pastor, I want to tell you that the Lord healed me of COPD, an incurable disease. <laughs> I'm going to try to tell you. Now, listen, you look up COPD, it's incurable. It's, it's, it's an incurable disease. I want to tell you something. She was fighting for her life. She was in the hospital about eight weeks ago and probably 10 weeks ago. And, and I can remember, man, she, she was, um, it's a long story. I can't tell you the whole story, but the Lord showed me that morning that she was a fireball. And I, I came up there and I was like, man, the, um, the Lord loves you, Dolores, and he loves the fire that's in Dolores. And when I got there, she was literally fighting the nurses. Amen. I'm like, Lord, you weren't playing. But she had this. She but but she was struggling to breathe, and they had this mask on her. And man, she wanted to visit with her pastor, and she loves just to talk with me and to and to speak with me, and just for us to share together. And she was fighting to get this mask off, and I was just rubbing her head, and I was just explaining to her, you know, Mister Loris, just be still. It's going to be okay. You don't have to talk. Just listen to me. It's going to be okay. Just listen. And I began to anoint her head, and I was just praying over her. And the whole time, you know, she, she kept wanting to take that mask off, and I just kept, and I had anointing oil, and they make fun of me all the time because I'll put so much anointing oil on you. I'll, I'll get it in your eyes, amen. I'm bathing you in oil, amen. And, and so the whole time, I'm anointing her. And, but we're just, we are, we're praying for the Lord to heal her lungs. And y'all listen to this. She left that hospital 
And it was three weeks before she realized that she hadn't used her inhaler. Come on. <laughs> Man, is that good or what? Um, so I'm going to celebrate this too. Bob Lennon, stand up. Come on, y'all, y'all give Bob a round of applause. Bob's turning 80, 80 years old on Tuesday. He's going to be 80. Ah, come on, Bobby. We love you, man. A praise we report. Kevin West, um, you know, he told me that the Lord had, um, had just put on his heart, you know, while he was driving to, to, to be reading the word and listening to the word. And, and my brother Kevin West has devoured the New Testament this summer. So come on, praise God. Woo, come on, come on, come on, Kev. I love you, man. You keep reading the word. Uh, I got another one, another praise report. Um, my youngest, uh, Ellie, stand up, Ellie. So Ellie came to me and she said, Dad, I finished. I finished the first five books of the Bible. She, 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 come on, praise God. She, she read the Torah, the books of Moses, uh, herself. And so Ellie, I'll give that to your sister. Um, that is a gift for you, Ellie. And we're proud of you for reading, um, uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, the, the books of Moses, and good for you. She's 11, and she read that herself. Come on, Ellie. Come on. Um, so now, th- these, are, these are all devotions, and I just want to give gifts to whoever wants them. These are uh, Jesus Calling, Jesus Always, Jesus Today. Uh, if you want a new devotion, Trent's going to hand these out. I got, hold on, Trent, I'm going to give you six of them. And just raise your hand, and he's going to come by if you want a new devotion, and he's going to give these out. Raise your hand if you want one. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't be shy. A brand new devotion. Come on. Come on. There's three. Four. There's, one. There's one right here. Trent, one right here. Come on. Praise the Lord. Come on. <laughs> come on. Praise the Lord for that. Praise the Lord. Hey. One last thing, uh, and we don't know so much about people, but Ben and Jess got a brand new, Ben, come up here. Ben, come here. So Ben and Jess got a, thank you, Trent. Ben and Jess got a brand new house, and let's celebrate with them. That, that the, it's something they've been praying for. We've been praying with them here, and we've been believing that the Lord is going to give them that, and this is temple oil for you to anoint that home and bless it. God bless you both. All right. How about that? Yeah, so we kind of know some of the stuff that's happening in people's lives. Um, come on, come on. Jerry, Jerry Callender, come on. We, we love you, Jerry. We love you, Jerry. And, I, and, you know, I hear great things all the time about what God's doing in your life, Jerry, and so we celebrate you this morning. We love you. Uh, we know. We see. Yeah. Spiritual eyes and spiritual ears, right? Transformation. Yeah, healing comes in the more forms than one. Amen? Yeah, God is good. I'm going to call our ushers. We're going to take an offering. Hey, we do have a few announcements. Uh, School of the Spirit starts this Thursday. And if you don't have, um, I don't know if we have a slide for it. There it is. So it is. 
Uh, you can go on uh, transformation10.com. It's Thursdays here from 6 to 9. This is not a thing that you can just show up to. So this is something you apply for, and uh, there is a charge, but do not let money keep you from applying. If you don't, if it's hard or if you're not able to afford that at this point and you know that the Lord is leading you to go, please apply. God will make a way. Money is just money, right? It's, that's, not the, that's not the issue here. We're not looking for numbers. We're not looking for, like, we're, what we're looking for is to make things available for people to grow. So if that's you, go on to the website, and uh, you can apply between now and Thursday, and they will um, get back with you. And please, if you are led, uh, then let's uh, get in touch with them. Baptism Sunday is next Sunday, and if you, I don't know if we have a slide for that, but if you are interested in baptism, at the end of this service, there will be people um, in the front, and we'll get to that later, but um, next Sunday, we will be baptizing people, and um, you know, some of you don't even know, but there's a baptistry behind, uh, underneath the cross right there, and um, we baptize a lot in the tent, but also we have baptism Sundays here in-house, in so if the Lord leads you, that is available for next week. Uh, a women's Bible study is starting. Uh, Colleen Sturgis is, is starting a women's Bible study, and that is starting on, is there a slide for that? Is it this Saturday? Yeah. Can the women of the house, can, can I get a praise? Can anybody, anybody, anybody? Are there any women that are excited for this Saturday? And it starts what time? 10. 10 to 12. All right, that's this Saturday, and it'll go through until it's over, every Saturday. Um, so we're going to give, so let's pray. Uh, Lord, thank you for an opportunity to give back, Lord. We thank you for all that you're doing in our midst, Lord. We thank you that, we just thank you for growth, Lord. We celebrate growth this morning. We know that there are mighty men and mighty women and mighty children just as we have celebrated in this room and Lord we thank you for the way that you give great gifts to all your children and Father we thank you we celebrate you Jesus in this house we thank you for the way that you are in the life changing business and uh, so we are just uh, just amazed at all that you do we just give back this morning we say Lord use these funds use these tithes and offerings and in the way that you see fit Lord multiply them uh, just in the only way that you can, and we pray these things in Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. Come on, Stevie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so praise the Lord for that. Perfect eyesight. I, I was, I've been praying for her on the phone, but for the last two weeks, and and I told her, I said, you know, it, it, um, it's amazing how, you know, the Lord will show you all the things you couldn't see when you can see. So when the Lord, when, when blind eyes begin to see, that's when the real miracle is happening. Amen. It's like just a, she'll be able to see uh, just perfectly. And we don't even realize how bad our eyesight was. I think that that's, a, that's kind of a, um, um, a metaphor for the way he spiritually. Right, when our eyes, we don't even realize that we can't see until we can see. Hmm. Hey, I want to just uh, teach you, or this morning, the, the, um, for the last, I don't know, however many weeks we have been, oh, there's online giving. That, that was really good. Let's go back to that. 
Look at that. I've never done that before. I always give. Um, but anyway, you, evidently you can take a picture of that thing right there and you can give using that. Isn't that cool? 1-800 number. Hey, so the, bri- the bride of Christ, the bride of Christ uh, is this uh, series of teaching that we're in. And, um, you know, last week, my, my lovely bride, I was uh, out of town or out of pocket last week and um, I was at a ministry event and uh, my wife was teaching on the bride of Christ and uh, just so blessed. And uh, if you were blessed by her word last week, then let's just, let's come on, praise the Lord for her this morning. Thank you for my, my lovely bride. And um, man, I'm telling you, I can't go any further. I was like, I, I feel like the, I, I've got to say something. So, and this is just simple. This is simple theology, okay? And I just want to just bring it forth before we go any further. And, and I'm not even sure where this is supposed to land, but I just want it to go. There's only one gospel. There's one gospel, right? There's only one way to heaven. There's only one salvation in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I know sometimes, like, there's, there's, there's these teachings and there's, there's these things that come forth and it's sometimes almost they can be distracting. But, there's, but the gospel is very simple. The gospel is not something that is, that is hard to grasp or hard to, to wrap your arms around. There is one gospel to, that we, by which we are saved, and that is that, that Jesus Christ, that God himself gave his one and only son, that he was born of a virgin. That he came and he came into this world and he was, the Bible calls him the second Adam because he wasn't born of man. He was born of the Holy Ghost. He was breathed out by God. He was given to us by God himself. And, and listen, he was born and he lived a sinless life. And he lived that sinless life that we couldn't live. And y'all listen to this. He was crucified on a sinner's cross. Even though he was never, he never sinned, he became sin for you and for me. And he was nailed to a cross. And because he was nailed to that cross, he, listen to this. He, he gave up his life. And because of his blood was spilled down that cross. And because he gave his life on that cross, it's because of that that we, our sins can be forgiven. That we can be reconciled to God. Can we can I get a witness? Ah. There's only one gospel, but listen, it doesn't it doesn't stop there. It gets even better. There's one gospel and and listen, we're saved and we're forgiven by the death of Jesus, but listen, he was he was put into a you ever heard it called a borrowed tomb? You know why it was a borrowed tomb? Because he's not there anymore. He's alive and well. Can I get a witness? Ah. It was a borrowed tomb. He didn't need it. On the third day, the stone was rolled away and he, and he burst forth in newness of life that he came, he came out glorified. And because he is glorified, you and I too, when we believe in him, will also be resurrected, that we will have resurrected, glorified bodies, that we will live for eternity. Because let me tell you something, there's forgiveness in the blood, but there's power in the resurrection. Sometimes you got to Come on. Ah. Sometimes you got to come on. That's why we celebrate. Man, I want to tell you, we have a reason to celebrate. There's only one gospel, and I want to tell you that, that and I don't even know why, but it's like, 
you know, I don't want to be misunderstood when it comes to the teachings that are on the board or the teachings. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm not teaching anything other than there's one way of salvation to put your hope and put your faith in our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. Huh. There's no greater invitation. There's no truer way. Listen, the truth will set you free, and the truth has a name, and his name is Jesus. Let's put those words on the screen, if we believe. If we believe. And I just want you to hear this morning that, you know, the, the, the Bible makes it so clear that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, and whoever would believe in him would not perish but would have everlasting life. And it's so simple because everything is already done. All we have to do is believe. That's all we have to do is believe that he is enough. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten, you know, with somebody at the end of their life and, you know, they're, 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 not, they're not sure. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're second-guessing their salvation. They're at the end and they know that their days and their moments on this earth are, are numbered and they're about to, to go to this place of, of, of eternity and they, they, they begin to question. But I, I always go back to the simplest place and just say, let me ask you a question. Have you put your hope and your faith in Jesus Christ? It's that simple. You see, it's not what we've done, but what he's done. There's nothing that we can do. It's a free gift. There's nothing that we can do to deserve salvation. He died on the cross for our sin, and he took it. And because he took it, it's enough. We need nothing else. But Jesus. Last two weeks ago, I was teaching in the Bride of Christ. Let's put that back on the screen for a minute. In the Bride of Christ, I was teaching that that love is the answer. Love is the answer. Love is the answer. I want to tell you guys something. Love has a name, and his name is, and that's why love is the answer, Trent. Love is the answer, and, and, and today's teaching is that we have got to let love lead. Let love lead. If you're taking notes, write that down this morning. You know, this morning I was um, talking about how God sees us, and, 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 you know, we could spend our entire lives striving. We could spend our entire lives trying to get to a place and say, you know what? Whenever I get to this point, whenever I stop this sin, whenever I get to this place of reading in my Bible, when I get to this place of intimacy with the Lord, whenever I have this breakthrough in my life, it is then that I will be able to dedicate myself to him. But that's not how it works, ladies and gentlemen. It does, listen, you can never clean yourself up enough to get to where God is. The only way that we can get to where God is is to follow Jesus. Can I get a witness? And that's why we have to let love lead. You know, in our lives, you know, many of us are married in this house and many of us 
uh, are going to be married at one point in our lives soon. But, but I want to tell you that, 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 you know, what we see right here is a marriage altar. This is a place where, where you would come and you would, you would uh, go into a covenant with your husband or a covenant with your bride. And, and it's in this place that you would be um, tied, you would be together, that you would be one flesh forevermore. Amen. And that's why Jesus used this picture of marriage whenever he says that you are the bride of Christ. He uses this picture of, and, and I want to just tell you that, that in this place, when we, when we go into a covenant with Jesus, you know, you may not know this, but I just, and many of you do, but you know, the New Testament and the Old Testament, the Holy Bible is, is two parts and it's the, the New Testament is the new covenant, the new agreement and the Old Testament is the old covenant and the old agreement. So when Jesus came and he gave his life, God made a new covenant with us in the New Testament that there's a new covenant, a new agreement that Jesus is enough of, for salvation to get us to where God is and we must believe in him. And, and, and when we get to the marriage place, when we give ourselves over to Jesus, when we believe that Jesus is enough, we become the bride of Christ. And when, we, when you become the bride, just like in a... Y'all listen to this. In a regular marriage, you're no, have you ever heard in the, in the Bible it says that you're no longer your own? You're no longer your own. Right? That, the, that wives, you, you are your husbands, and husbands, you are your wives. You know, the, the, the word uses these words like this. It says, wives, submit to your husbands. Husbands, give yourselves up just as Jesus did. He gave himself for the church. It, there's this place that when we are married to our spouse in the natural, when we're, when we're married at the, at the marriage altar, we're no longer our own. And it's the same thing in the, in the marriage supper to the lamb. Whenever we, when in the, at, the, at the banquet, when we go to the marriage and we say yes and we, we agree with, with what God has said, we agree in the new covenant and we say yes to Jesus, we put our faith in Jesus, we know that Jesus is the only way of salvation. We're going into a covenant. We are being married that we're becoming one flesh and Jesus, the Holy Ghost, comes and lives in us. Do you see it? It's an amazing thing. And let me, let me just tell you something. Th this book was written by 40 authors over 1,500 years from, from, from thousands of miles away from one another. But there is one author, and his name is God Almighty. And there's one letter, and there's no place in here that it contradicts the other. Every word was breathed out and useful in, in, in teaching and, and correcting and training in righteousness. All of these things. But whenever we get to that place and we, and we put our faith in Jesus, it means that, that my body is no longer mine. And it means, Lord, I belong to you. How powerful is that? How powerful is it that when I put my faith in Jesus that I'm no longer my own, but I belong to you? 
that if we're truly going to let love lead, that means love has a name. His name is Jesus. And that means that I'm being led by Jesus. And, and I'm no longer my own. I've been bought at a price that I am one and I'm in the new covenant. That means I am tied to Jesus. That means that I am in Jesus and Jesus is in me, that we are one flesh now, that we are in a covenant. It's not that I come and I go. It means that I am his and I am his forevermore. Amen and amen. It doesn't mean that I'm saved today and lost tomorrow. I'm forever saved. But it also means that I'm giving myself over to my Lord and Savior. I'm giving myself to Jesus. I'm going to let Jesus lead me. It means that I'm saying to the, to the world and I'm saying especially to Jesus that, listen, I am no longer my own. Jesus, I am yours. I'm giving myself to you. Lord, you can have my life. You can have this day. You can have this month. You can have this year. You can have every breath. Lord, you can have my family, you can have my house, you can have my finances. Lord, there's no place in my life that is not yours. Lord, I give myself to you. That's what a marriage looks like. And sometimes it's tough, and sometimes it's brilliant. Sometimes it's glorious, and sometimes it's it's hard. But in the highs and the lows, we've got to be led by Jesus. We've got to put our trust in Jesus. Can I testify to y'all for a minute? I just want to tell you something. This isn't even part of the thing, but I just want to tell you anyway. There was a, about four weeks ago, I came in and we, my wife and I had been on a sabbatical for like four weeks. We hadn't been here. And there was a phone call that, um, that there was a shortfall in the church finances. Like they were like, we don't have the, the church can't pay you. And we, and so we got that phone call and I mean, it was like, you know, we didn't have time to investigate. We didn't, you know, we're out, we're not even, we're, we're a thousand miles from here. Just put it that way. Busy doing things, right? We were like, we didn't, but we're just like, Lord, what, you know, this is never in seven years. Like what's going on? How can this be? And all these things come into your mind and there's these places where you're like, Lord, I, well, I don't understand. I'm here and I'm trying to serve you and Lord, this doesn't look like it's supposed to look and that, you know, I don't understand, but I want to just tell you something. Here's another testimony. It was this week that we, we looked online and there was this glitch in the system. And since April, none of the money that was given online had came into the bank account into new heights. And let me just tell you something. All that money was recovered this week. Come on, praise God. That money was just sitting out there in the webs, you know, wherever that is. I don't even understand the internet. I'm not sure how that works, but they're wealthy wherever that is. I don't know. But, but, but I, I just want to tell you something. But here's what I want, I want you to understand. Even in the times where it looks like things aren't covered, even in the times where things look difficult, even in the times where it looks like you're, you know, where you're being assaulted. And it's like, Lord, why wouldn't, it looks like the protection's not there. It looks like that the providence is not there. It looks like that the protection is not there. It looks like that the provision is not there. But I'm going to tell you something. Listen to me, church. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Because I'm going to tell you something. When we came back and we found it, it was there the whole time. We just couldn't see it. 
So even though when you're being led by Jesus and you give yourself to Jesus, it doesn't mean that it's always going to go as planned or it's always going to, you know, there's not going to be any, any bumps in the road. It just means that even in those times, you got to trust in Jesus. You got to be led by love. You got to let love lead and trust, trust in him. That's the same way in our marriage too. I can't, I can't go any further without saying that. Guys, in your marriage, it doesn't mean that it's always going to be easy. It, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that we're not going to fall down every now and then. <laughs> but I want to tell you something. We get up and we dust ourselves off and we trust that the Lord is going to make it what it's supposed to be. We don't stay there. We move on. I want you to look at this Zephaniah. This is the New King James Version for my King James people. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will sing over thee, or he will joy over thee with singing. Man, there's a lot in that in there. Man, that, we could pre- I could, that could preach till next Sunday. Let's, can we, let's go to the Lord in prayer for a minute. Let's pray. So, Father, we just thank you for this new understanding of trust and this new understanding of covenant and this new understanding of who you are. And, Lord, I just thank you that you are uh, revealing yourself to every heart in this room, Lord, that even when we can't see your provision, even when we can't see the life change in, in ourselves or in others, Lord, it doesn't mean that you're not working. So, Father, I thank you for that. I thank you for a new understanding. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear, especially for ourselves, Lord. Sing over us today in Jesus' name and all God's people said amen. The first thing I want you to see is, that it, 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 and listen, the Old Testament, I love to look into the Old Testament and exegete to, to pull Jesus from those texts. And look, look at what it says. It says that God is in the midst and he is mighty. And it's that Emmanuel understanding of who Jesus is that God became flesh and he dwelt among us. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Ah. So even here you see in the, in the, in the minor prophets in Zephaniah set, uh, 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 chapter 3, verse 17, that, that he's saying that the Lord, that the Lord thy God, God is in our midst and he is mighty. But look what else it says about him. It says that he will what? Save. And I want to tell you that there's this picture even in the Old Testament of God coming and God dwelling with us and, and salvation coming and salvation has a name and his name is Jesus. And it says that he will rejoice over thee with joy. And I want to tell you that many of us from, a lot of times, listen, can I just be frank with you? I know this microphone's a little hot. I just want to be frank with you. A lot of times we put our experiences with our fathers, our earthly fathers, onto our heavenly father. 
You know, you may have had a, a harsh father in your life. You may have had an absent father in your life. You may have had a father that was hard to communicate with. You may have had a father that didn't forgive you very well. You may, had a, may, may have had a father that never sang over you with joy. Amen. But I want to tell you something. Your heavenly father is exactly what his word says that he is. And I think that sometimes we, we, have, we put this picture of God in our minds and we think that he's angry with us and that he's in this place that's, that's not where we are. We're separated from him. And wherever he is, wherever almighty God is, wherever our father in heaven is, that he's there and he doesn't want us, he doesn't want to be with us, he doesn't want to see us, he's mad at us. And I want to tell you something, there's nothing further from the truth. We have a father that not only loves us, but he made a way of salvation. He gave his one and only son so that he so loved you. Say that to your neighbor. He so loved you that he made a way, that he gave his one and only son so that we could believe in him and not perish but have everlasting life. We have a heavenly father that loves us so much that he wants you to be with him, that he gave his son, that his son would shed that blood so that we could be with him and we wouldn't have to be away and separated from him forever. You have a heavenly father that has a crazy love that is chasing you down. Yes. Yes. Come on, Elijah. Come on, Elijah. Man, we need Elijahs in this world. Well, I'm telling you, we need Elijahs in this world. Man, that are calling fire down from heaven, amen? That are running that Jezebel spirit out of the church too. That'll yell out in the middle of a service, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gonna fit in right here. But we have a father in heaven that rejoices over us with singing that we can rest, that we can be in his love. Let me tell you something, that we can let love lead. And let me just tell you something, we don't have to run from our father, we can actually let love lead us. We can say yes to our invitation from our heavenly father. We can be led by love, that love has a name and his name is Jesus, that he so loved the world that he gave us Jesus, that, listen, Jesus was love poured out from heaven, that, listen, there was a trap door in the floor of heaven that Jesus came through, can I get a witness, that he came down from the highest place and took the lowest place so that we could have freedom and salvation and everlasting life. Is that not the best story in the whole world? And when we let Jesus lead us, our Father in heaven, our Father in heaven is singing over us. Man, I'm not going to sing. I, I want to sing. But I'm telling y'all something. The Lord has a song for every one of you. You know, even in the morning, it's like when you, when you wake up, his mercies are new every day. And your father is standing by your bed and he's waiting and he's going, look, she's waking up. She's getting, she's getting up. She's getting up. Right? He's got a song for you. And he's just, he's getting up. He's waking up. And he can't wait to spend another day with you. That's who our father is. He's rejoicing over you. He's rejoicing over you. He's elbowing the angels and he's saying, y'all, come on, start. Let's go. Let's sing. Let's go. She's waking up. 
He's getting up. Today's going to be great. Today's going to be great. Man. I want to tell you that it's, it's time. Let's write this on the board. It's time to stop being led by anything but love. It's time to stop being led by anything but love. It's time to stop being led by anything but love. I mean, your father in heaven adores you and he's singing over you that he made a way for you, that he gave his son for you. That is who God is. He showed you, right? God loves you. And I'm going to tell you something. Be led by love and it's time, it's time to stop being led by anything but love. And when I say that, I'm, I mean like hate or division. Like, like these things that we see on social media, I'm telling you, social media has great things in it, but there's also a whole lot of things that aren't good about social media. Can I get a witness? And I want to tell you something. It's the bride of Christ when we're tied in and we understand that we are in a covenant with Jesus. When we have given ourselves fully to Jesus, the church can't be the ones that are dividing and saying divisive things and liking divisive things and watching divisive things. We got to be led by love. And listen, anger, it can't lead us anymore. Fear can't lead us anymore. The past, how about the past? How many of us are being led by the past and, and, and we're walking around and we're doing all the things that we do. We're not being led by love. We're being led by fear of things that used to happen or things that we used to know. But instead of being led by Jesus and led by the covenant that we have with Jesus, we're being led by this fear and this understanding of things that used to happen. Unforgiveness. We have this unforgiveness in our heart and we're being led and you may not have realized it, but Lord, show us today where we're being led by unforgiveness. We're walking around and we're, we're guarded and we have these guarded places in our hearts that we, where we can't even let people in and we can't you know, just put our, let our walls come tumbling down and, and start loving people for who they are that we can be led by Jesus and led by love. But instead we're being led by unforgiveness. That we're walking around with a hardened heart because we haven't forgiven in a place where we need to forgive. It's time to stop being led by anything but love. How many times are we led by the lies of the enemy? Whoa, y'all didn't know I was going to come like this, did you? But it's true because we buy into the lies, right? We buy in these, these the, the, the lies of the enemy. He comes in and he says, you always do this. You'll never change this. This is who you are. This is what you do. This is how you think. This is what they think about you. This is the, anybody? And we're led by lies instead of being led by love. It's time to stop being led by anything. I'm telling you, comparison and envy, that's another thing, social media. It's like, let me tell you something, church. You were made perfect. God made you. I know that's hard to understand sometimes when we read those words that you were beautifully and wonderfully made, that you were beautifully and fearfully made, that God made you. You were made by the hands of God, and he has a, he has a great plan for your life, that you were made and you aren't lacking anything. There is nothing missing and nothing broken. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. Huh? That's the truth, and it's time to start being led by it. How many times does the enemy steal from us because we have this 
We have this will that we're supposed to walk in. We have this assignment that we're supposed to walk in, but we can't even walk our assignment out because the lies of the enemy, are. we're buying into them. We're putting our stock in the lies, and it's time to take back the ground that has been stolen from you. It's time to stop being led by anything but love. I'm, I'm going to keep going. Can I keep going? There's more. I'm telling you, there's, it's like, man, I didn't think, well, I didn't think, about, well, I didn't, you know, there's more. How about the negative self-talk? How, how about those things where, where, where we, we say and we agree not only with the enemy, but these things because of the past and these things that, uh, that we know and these things that were familiar, we start to tear ourselves down and we start agreeing and sometimes even giving the enemy artillery into our own lives and we have this negative self-talk. I want to tell you something. If I do it as a pastor, I know it's, it, it's rampant, right? I'm, I, I'm guilty. I'll, I'll raise my hand. You know, because the enemy comes in, it's like, you know, you know, here you are, you still can't get your act together. You know what I'm saying? Oh, what well, you had that thought. I thought you were a Christian. I can't believe that you would act that way. I can't believe that you would think that way. I can't believe, right? That's, I'm telling you, there's this negative self-talk. I'm telling you, it keeps going. It's like, hey, you're lazy. Hey, you're not, you know, you, you're agreeing with these things, but you're like, you're, you're saying to yourself, you know, can't you be more disciplined? And it's just negative self-talk. We need to start being led by love. We can't stay, keep on agreeing with the enemy or giving the enemy artillery. You were beautifully and wonderfully made. God loves you just the way you are. Stop walking in negative self-talk. They asked Jesus, they said, Jesus, what's, what, what's, what's the most important commandment? And, and he, 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 he brings forth, he's, he, it's the Torah, it's Deuteronomy chapter 6. He's, he's quoting the most important commandment. And, and, and Moses chapter, or, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, Moses says, um, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. These commandments I give you today should be upon your hearts and press them upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you lie down, when you walk along the road. Bind them as symbols on your foreheads and on your, the, on your hands. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. But, they, but they, they asked Jesus, they asked Jesus, Jesus, what's the most important commandment? Look at Matthew 22. He said to them, love the Lord your God. He's, he's quoting Deuteronomy 6 that I just said. Lord, the Lord, the first and important, he said the most important command is to love God with all your what? And with all your, and all your, he says the most important command is to love God with everything in you. To love God with everything in you. And the second command is very similar. Look what it says. Love your neighbor as what? Whew. They got it back here. Now, how about this side? <laughs> Love your neighbor, what, as? Did you know that the most important command is to love God and to love your neighbor, but it ends with loving who? Who? They asked Jesus, Jesus, what's the most important command? What's the most important command? 
Jesus, what's the most important command? To love God with everything in here. And the second is very similar. And every other commandment is wrapped up in it. To love your neighbor as yourself. Guys, we got to stop being led by anything but love. We have got to understand that even negative self-talk, that this includes loving ourselves. That we must understand that there's a song in heaven and our Father in heaven is rejoicing and singing it over us. That when our Father sees us, let me tell you something, he's not, he's not calling out your shortcomings. The, our, our Heavenly Father is not up there wagging his finger and, and, and saying, hey, you better get it together. You better stop doing it. You better, you better act right. You better, you know, because we had fathers. A lot of us had fathers that acted that way. But I'm going to tell you what, your Heavenly Father is singing over you and he has a Holy Ghost. When you come into covenant, when you are the bride of Christ, when you are in covenant and you are in Jesus and Jesus is in you, then let me tell you something, you're being led by the Holy Ghost and he's going to point you to righteousness. You're going to walk and you're going to, you're going to believe and you're going to hear from him. And it's not a rebuking spirit. It's not a spirit that's condemning. No, but it's a spirit of love and affirmation. And he's singing a song over you. And those harsh words, let me tell you what those harsh words are. Those are the, those are the voice of the enemy. I love it when I hear that saying that the voice of God isn't a loud one. It's the still, quiet voice. Those loud voices that you hear, those things that, and I'm not saying, I'm not crazy. We're not, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not schizophrenic. But we hear clearly the voice of God. But let me tell you something. You know how you hear the voice of God? By being quiet and listening. It's like in those in those moments when you when you're when you're angry or those things that when life comes against you in those circumstances those voices that you hear that, that come in say you better not you better do this you better say this you better. I'm gonna tell you what most of the time that's the voice of the enemy. Those things that come at you, that, but but it's in those times where, you, where you're reserved and you push back and you say, wait a minute, I don't want to be led by that. I want to be led by love. I, Lord, I want you to lead me. And when we pull back and we don't say the first thing that comes to our mind, but we be led, we're led by love, and it's in that moment that we let the Holy Spirit lead. It's, can I tell you something? I'm going to end with this. It's not about how you see yourself. It's not about how you see yourself. And I'm going to tell you something, church. Breakthrough is about to come in this house. Breakthrough is coming in this house because when you understand this, when this comes into your life, when, when you begin to walk in true identity and you know who you are, you will walk in a place that 90% of the church never gets to. Breakthrough is coming. When you finally get to the place where you care more about what Jesus says about you than what the world says about you. That's when breakthrough is coming into your life. It, it, it's, it's not about how you see yourself. It's about how Jesus sees you. It's not about, listen, I want to tell you something. We all need a good car to drive. But, but, but I mean, we, me and my wife, we literally, we watch commercials on TV. We laugh. There was a commercial on yesterday, and it was, it was a woman saying, 
uh, give me a, it was a Nissan commercial. I can tell you exactly what it was. And, and she was like, give me a car that, that, that all my friends will love. <laughs> I'm like, how about a car that'll get you to work? Amen. How about a car that won't break down? How about a car that gives you some pretty good gas mileage? Save a little bit of that $3.80 gas. How about one of them? You know what I'm saying? Who gives a rip what your friends think about your car? You know what I'm saying? I mean, we've got to stop buying things. It doesn't matter. Listen, it, don't, it, doesn't, matter how, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter how you see yourself. It matters how Jesus sees you. And when we get that breakthrough in our lives, come on. I'm going to get that boy a microphone. And listen, I'm not talking about self-esteem. This is not, this is not some prosperity. This is not some worldly self-image talk. That's not what this is. I could, it doesn't, self-esteem is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that you are an image barrier and a glory carrier. That's who you are. Nobody can take that from you. Nobody can change that in your life. Nobody can take the way that God made you. Nobody can steal your salvation. Nobody can take your joy. Sometimes whenever I'm having a hard time, and we all get there sometimes, my wife will look at me and she'll say, where are you keeping your joy at? Because somebody's stealing it. We all need somebody like Shannon in our lives, amen? Ah. <laughs> but we need that truth talk to us, right? It's like in, in that place where you're, where you're defeated and all of a sudden it's like, listen, they can't take your joy because your joy is not in the circumstances. Your joy is not in the world. Your covenant is not with the world. You're not tied to the world. We're the bride of Christ. I'm talking about a masterpiece. Man, I wrote that, I forgot the bloodline of royalty. Man, that's the image that we need to see. Let me tell you something. There's a blood transfusion. You have been bought by the blood of Jesus and you no longer have sinner's blood in your body when you get to the gates of heaven. When you stand before your Father Almighty, he will not see your sin. He will see his spotless son standing in front of him and he will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Jesus is enough. And it's not about how we see ourselves. It's about how Jesus sees us. Be led by love. Y'all look at Romans 8.35. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? I want to ask it again. What can separate me from the love of Jesus? What can separate me? Let, let me just ask you, church. What can separate me? I'm being led by love. What can separate me from love? What can separate me from Jesus? It says in the word of God, it says in Romans chapter 8, I am convinced. Say that with me. I am convinced. Huh. Y'all listen to me. 
There's nothing. There is no affliction. There's no distress. There's no persecution. It doesn't matter what comes against you. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter to have plenty or not having much at all. It doesn't matter whether danger comes at your house, where danger comes at your walk, where danger comes at your job. It doesn't matter if sword comes against you because you're protected and loved by the Lord Jesus Christ. You are with him. He is for you. And if he is with you, what can come against you? Can I get a witness? Ah! Man, it's, you know, it's three verses later. I, this isn't on the board, but this is free. This is extra credit. This is free for you. He says, I'm going to tell you what. I am convinced that neither death nor life, whew, nothing on earth or nothing in the heavenlies, that there is nothing that can, there is nothing now or nothing to come, not height nor depth. There is nothing that has been created. There is nothing in this world that can separate me from the love of God in our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. Ah. There's nothing that can separate me from love. Not height, not depth. Not east, not west. Look, she's bringing it out. Nothing created. There's nothing that's going to separate me from Jesus. There is nothing. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. It doesn't matter how big it looks. It doesn't matter what happens. There is nothing that can separate me from my Jesus. Man, can you say that to your neighbor? There's nothing that can separate me from my Jesus. There's nothing that can separate me from my Jesus. I love that part too. He says there's nothing, there is nothing now or anything that's coming. How many times do we watch in the news or we look on social media and we give in to this fear mongrel, right? This thing that comes in and it's like, oh no, what's going to happen? Oh no, what's going to happen? I want to tell you something. It doesn't matter what's about to happen. We need to put our faith in Jesus. It doesn't matter what the news says. It doesn't matter what the media says. It doesn't matter what online says. It doesn't matter what the world is so upset about. I want to tell you what, the only thing that matters is what Jesus says, what the word of God says. That's what matters. There's nothing now or nothing to come. There is nothing created. There is nothing. Man. I wrote this down too. I, I love, um, man. You might have been sidelined, but it doesn't matter because you're on his mind. You might have been sidelined, but it doesn't matter because you're on his mind. In this world, I'm, Kevin, I'm going to ask you to get those house lights. Can, <laughs> you know, in this world, we can we can we can hit some pretty some rough spots. It's hard sometimes to have the spiritual eyes and the spiritual ears and the spiritual maturity to see what God's doing. But I want to tell you something. When we persevere, when we trust in him, when we walk in faith, when we keep pursuing, just like that song that we sang, I run to the Father again and again and again.
church, I want you to hear from me. I'm not sure exactly where he wants me to go, but I'm about to go there. Just as soon as he shows it to me. Amen. I think I'm going to say this. I'm going to start here. Be led by love. Romans 5, 8. Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrated, God showed his love in this, that while you were still sinners, Christ died for you. The word says in Romans 5, 8, that he proved his love. He showed his love. And I want to tell you something. I want to, I want to just break down. I want to break off that lie from the enemy that says that you need to be something else or you need to prove something else or you need to get cleaned up and get to a place that you need to change something else so that you can get to where you need to be. I want to tell you something. It's already been done. The price has already been paid. God has already made the way and he showed you that he already loves you. He loves you. Listen to me. He loves you right here and right now. You don't need anything else. Jesus is all you need. Jesus is the answer. It's time to, to let go and let Jesus lead you in life. God proved it. He showed it to us. He says it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter how long you've been there. I love you just the way you are with an everlasting love. Come and be with me for eternity. Let's bow our heads. You know, this morning, I, I just know that there are people in this room that it, it's time to make a decision and even not to make a decision is a decision you know you can say well I don't know I'm just I don't, I'm not sure that I'm ready I know that you know well, I need to get this right in my life I'm not sure and you know I, I'm I know that I need to and you know I don't you know I, I don't know if today's the day and and I want to just tell you brother or sister to, to not make a decision is a decision so I want to invite you today to say yes to Jesus. I want to invite you today to say yes to a covenant and, and, to, and to come to the marriage supper. To believe and put your faith in Jesus. There's only one gospel you can be saved by. His name is Jesus. It's the best news you'll ever hear. If that's you today, I just want you to pray a prayer with me. I just, I want you today to, to, to rec be reconciled to God through faith in Jesus Christ. And you may think today before we pray, I just want to explain to you that, that you don't have to, you don't have to know all the answers. You don't have to know where it all leads to. You don't, listen, it's being led by Jesus, letting love lead. It means that you're putting your faith and your hope and your trust in him and you're letting him lead. And it's time for you to let go and be led by him. It means we don't know all the answers. We don't know exactly what's next, but he does.
you just pray right where you are. It starts like this, just by saying, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I've made mistakes. And I know that Jesus, you came and you lived the sinless life. You died on a sinner's cross for me, my sin. And today, I want to put my faith in you. Not in myself, not in my own works, but in you. And I want to receive the free gift of eternal life. Today is the day, Lord. Today is the day that I put my faith in you. I say yes to you, Jesus. I say yes to you, Jesus. I say yes to you, Jesus. I'm going to ask that if you prayed that prayer that you would just stand to your feet. Nobody's going to embarrass you. But if that's you today, if you prayed to receive Jesus, would you stand? Maybe the Lord is asking you to, to move forward in believer's baptism. Here, we, we don't believe that baptism saves you. It's just an outward sign of an inward emotion. It's, it's something, it's a sign on the outside that water baptism just, just shows, you know what, I've been saved and I've put my faith in Jesus and I'm being raised to walk in a new life with him. And this morning, if you've received Christ or if you have not been baptized, we want you to come forward today. And, and uh, Mick and Angeline, if, if one of you guys can come. Uh, I'm going to ask that you guys would also be available. Lord, I thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for baptism. We thank you for moving forward. I know that this, this, uh, this service began with celebrating growth. And so, Lord, we say yes to, to growth today. Maybe there's someone in this place that says, you know what, I've been to this church for a long time, but I'm, you know, I, I, it, today's the day that I want to join. Today's the day that, you know, I want to be baptized or I want to I, I I be part as a member of this church. If that's you today, I want to just invite you to come and see Miss Angeline and to grab her by the hand and say, you know what, I want to I I be part of this. Lord, I thank you. So, Lord, we just ask that as we dismiss now, as, as we sit in this holy moment, Lord, that if people need to go get kids, that they can go pick up their children. But, Lord, I just pray that, um, that if there's anyone that made a decision or that wants to make a decision, Lord, that they wouldn't be deterred, that they would come today. They would claim you. Today is your day. In Jesus' name.
Guys, if you need prayer, if you need to go, you're dismissed.